0: Section fourteen teenage Japanese girls and women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Irpil Gonzalez. Japanese girls and women by Alison Bacon. Peasant women, Part One. The great farming class includes not only the peasants of Japan, but also the artisans and merchants artisans ranking below farmers and merchants below artisans in the social structure it includes the whole of the common people except such as when former times altogether below the level of respectability and etta and henu outcasts who live by begging slaughtering animals caring for the dead bodies tanning skins and other employments which render them unclean according to the old notions from very early times the agricultural class has been sharply divided from the samurai or military. Here and there, one of the peasantry mounts by force of his personal qualities into the higher ranks, but there is no case system that prevents the passing from one class into another. Only a class prejudice that serves very nearly the same purpose in keeping samurai and haymen in their places, that the race prejudice in this country serves in confining the negroes, north and south, to certain positions and occupations. The first division of the military from the peasantry occurred in the eighth century and since then the peculiar circumstances of each class have tended to produce quite different characteristics in peasants originally of the same stock to the soldier class of fallen learning skill in arms and horsemanship opportunities to rise to places of honour and power lives free from sordid care in regard to the daily rise and in which noble ideas of duty and loyalty can spring up and bear fruit in heroic deeds to the peasant tilling his little rice field year after year have come to the heavy burdens of taxation and grinding toil for a mere pittance of food for himself and his family the patient bearing of all things imposed by superiors with little hope of gain for himself whatever change the fortunes of war may bring to those above him in the social scale it is no wonder that as the years have gone by his wits have grown heavy under his daily drudgery that he knows little and understand less of that change is that are taking place in his native land. This is true of the Haman as a class, though conservative, fearing that change will but tend to make harder a lot, that is none too easy, and though peaceable and gentle usually, they may be moved to blind blind of riot, and bloodshed by any political change that seem likely to produce heavier taxation, or even by failure of their crops when they see themselves and their families starving while the military and official classes have been up and to spare. But though as a class the farmers are ignorant and heavy they are still entirely literate and everywhere throughout the country one finds men belonging to this class who are well educated and have risen to positions of much responsibility and power and are able to hold their own and think for themselves and for their brethren from an article to the tokyo mail entitled a memorialist of the latter days of the tokugawa government i quote passages which show the thoughts of one of the haimin upon the condition of his own class about year 1850. It is from a petition sent to the shogun by the headman of the village of Ogushi. The first point of the petition is that there is a growing tendency to luxury among the military and official classes. It is useless to issue orders commanding peasants and other to be frugal and industrious, and those in power whose duty is to show a good example to the people are themselves cheap in luxury and idleness he ventures to approach the shoguns to themselves by pointing to the extravagance with which they have decorated the mausoleums at nico and elsewhere is this he asked in keeping with the intentions of a glorious founder of your dynasty look at the shrines in isa and elsewhere and in the sepulchres of the emperors of successive ages is gold or silver used in decorating them he then turns to the vassals of the shogun and charges them with being tyrannical rapacious and low-minded samurai he continues samurai are finally attired, but how contemptible they look in the eyes of those peasants who know how to be contented with what they have further in the same memorial he points out what he regards as a grave mistake in a policy of the shogun a decree had just been issued prohibiting the peasantry from exercising themselves with sword-play and from wearing swords of this he says Perhaps this degree may have been issued on the supposition that Japan is naturally impregnable and defended on all sides. But when she receives insult from a foreign country, it may become necessary to call in the militia. And who knows that men of extraordinary military genius, like Toyotomi, will not again appear among the lower classes? Footnote: Toyotomi Hideyoshi, a peasant boy, rose in the position of a groom to be the actual ruler of Japan during the Middle Ages. He it was who, in thirteen eighty seven, issued a decree of banishment against the christian missionaries in japan he is called Faxiba. in the writings of these missionaries and in japan he is frequently spoken as taikosama a title not a name but a title that use alone refers always to him he ends memorial with his warning should the shogun's court and the military class in general persist their present oppressive way of government heaven will sit this land its still greater calamities if this circumstance is not clearly kept in view the consequence of be civil disturbance i therefore beseech that the instructions of the glorious founder of the dynasty be acted upon that simplicity and frugality be made the guiding principle of administration and that a general amnesty be proclaimed thereby complying with the will of heaven and placating the people Should these humble suggestions that mine be acted upon prospective calamities will fly before the light of virtue whether the country is to be safe or not depends upon whether the administration is carried on with mercy or not what i pray for is that the country may enjoy peace and tranquillity that the harvest be plentiful and that the people may be happy and prosperous one is able to see by this rather remarkable document that the pieces of japan though frequently most crushed with the heavy burden of taxation do not even in the most grinding poverty lose entirely that independence of thought and of action, which is characteristic of the nation, they do not consider themselves a servile class nor the military rulers as beyond criticism or reproach, but are ready to speak boldly for their rights whenever an opportunity occurs. There is a pathetic story told by Mitford's Tales of the Old Japan of a peasant, the headman of his village, who goes to Edo to present to the shogun a complaint on behalf of his fellow-villagers of the extortions and exactions of his daimyo. He is unable to get anyone to present his memorial to the shogun, so at least he stops to the great lord's palanquin in the street, an act in itself punishable to death, and thrust a paper forcibly into his hand. The petition is read, and his fellow villagers saved from further oppression, but the headman, for his daring, is condemned by his own daimyo to suffer death by crucifixion a fate which he made with the same heroism with which he dared everything to save his fellows from suffering. If the peasant, though ignorant and oppressed, has not lost his manhood, has not become a slave or a serf, but clings to his rights, so far as he knows what they are, and ready to hold his own against all comers, when the question in debate is one of that appeals to his mind, the rules of Japan have always the peasantry to record with, when their ruling becomes unjust or oppressive, they cannot be cowed, Though they may be misled for a time, and they form a conservative element that serves to hold in check to hasty rulers who would introduce new measures too quickly, and would be likely to find new wine basting in old bottles, as well as to prevent any rash extravagance in the very personal expenditure on the part of government officials, the influence of this great class would be more and more felt as the new in parliamentary institutions gain in power, and more close connection is established between the throne and public opinion in considering the great haman class it is well to remember that the artisans who form so large a part of it are also the artists who have made the reputation of japan in europe and america as one of the countries with the art and the love of beauty in form and colour are still instinct with life the japanese artisan works with patient toil and with the skill and originality of the artist to produce something that shall be individual on his own not simply to make after a pattern some utensil or ornament for which he cares nothing so long as a purchaser can be found for it, or an employer can be induced to pay him money for making it. It seems as easy for the Japanese to make things pretty in a good taste, even when they are cheap and only used by poorer people, as it is for the American mills and workers to train out endless varieties in terms of decoration. Also hideous that a poor person must be content either to be surrounded by the worst possible taste, or to purchase only furnishings and utensils, as are entirely without decoration of any kind. Cheap and nasty have begun to be almost synonymous words with us, for the reason that taste and recreation is so rare that it commands a monopoly price and can only be procured by the wealthy. In Japan, this is not the case. The cheapest of things may be found in graceful and artistic designs. Indeed, can hardly be found in any designs that are not graceful and artistic, and the poorest and the commonest of the people may have about them little things that go to cultivate the aesthetic power of human nature it was not the costly art of japan that interested me the most although that is of course the most wonderful proof of the capacity of patience of individuals among this haming class But it was the common cheap everyday art that meets one at every turn to love for beautiful in both nature and art that belongs to the common coolie as well as to the nobleman the cheap prints the blue and white towels the common teacups and pots the great iron used over the fire in a farmer's kitchen all these are things that are pretty and tasteful, and they raise the rich crepes, the silver incense burners, the delicate porcelain, and the elegant lacquer that fills the storehouse of the daimyo. And they show much more conclusively than these costlier things the universal sense of beauty among the people. The artisan works at his home, helpless often by hired laborers, than by his own children, who learn the trade of their father, and his house, though small, is clean and tasteful with its soft mats its dainty tea surface its little hanging scroll upon the walls and its vase gracefully arranged flowers in a corner for flowers even in the winter and the great city of tokyo are so cheap that they are never beyond the reach of the poorest in homes that it seem to the foreign mind utterly lacking the comfort and even the necessities of life one finds few furnishings and utensils beautiful in shape and decoration and the money that in this country must be spent in beds tables and chairs can be used in the purchase of kakimonos flowers and vases and for various gratifications of the aesthetic taste hence it is the japanese laborer who lives in a daily wage which would reduce an american or european to the verge of starvation find both time and money for the cultivation of that sense of beauty which is too often crushed completely out of the lower classes by the burdens of nineteenth-century civilization which they bear upon their shoulders to the japanese the life is more than meat it is beauty as well and this love of beauty has upon him a civilizing and refining effect and makes him in many ways the superior of the american day laborer the peasants and farmers of japan thrifty and hard working as they are are not by any means a prosperous class as one passes in the country districts from the larger cities there seems to be a conspicuous dearth of neat pleasant homes a lack of the comforts and necessities of life, such as are enjoyed by the city people. The rich farmers are scarce, and the laborers in the rice fields hardly earn. From days of hardest stroll with the rudest implements, the little that will provide for the families. In the face of heavy taxes, the incessant toll, the frequent floods of the late years, and the threatening famine, one would expect the poor peasants to be a most discouraged and unhappy class. But that all the soil and anxiety does well on them is no doubt true but the labourers are always ready to bear submissively whatever comes and are always hopeful and prepared to enjoy life again in happier times the chance of the city tempts them sometimes to exchange their daily labour for the excitement of life as men. but in any case they will be perfectly independent and ask no more for the daily rations although they much poverty they are few and no beggars in japan for birds strong and weak find each some occupation that brings the little patterns required to keep soul and body together and gives to all enough to make them light-hearted cheerful and even happy from the rich farmer whose acres yield enough to provide for a home of luxury quite as fine as the city homes to the poor little vendor of sticks of candy around whose straw the children flock like bees with their rin and sin all seem independent contented and satisfied with their lot in life the religious beliefs of all japan is stronger than to-day among the country people than among the dwellers in the city and they are still willing to give their substance for the aid of dying fates to which they cling and to undertake toilsome and pilgrimages to obtain some long-for blessing for the gods whom they serve a great buddhist temple is being built in kyoto to-day from the lofty ceiling of which hangs a striking proof of devotion as of the peasant women to the buddhist fate the whole temple with its immense curved roof its vast proportions and its marvellous wood carvings has been built by offerings of labour money and materials made by faithful money and the materials made by the faithful the great timbers were given and brought to the spot of the countrymen and the women wishing to have some part the sacred work cut off the abundant hair a beauty perhaps more prized by the japanese women than by those of other countries and from the material thus obtained the twisted immense cables to be used in drawing the timbers from the mountains to the side of the temple the gray black cables hang in an unfinished temple today as one of the diversion of the women who spare not the chief ornament in the service of the gods in whom they still believe and a close scrutiny of these touching offerings shows that the glossy black locks of the young women are mingled with the white hairs of those who by this sacrifice hope to make sure of a quick and easy departure from life already near its close all along the tokaido the great road to Tokyo and Kyoto, in the neighborhood of some holy place, or in a district around a great and circuit Fuji, the mountain so much beloved and honored in Japanese art, it will be seen bands of pilgrims slowly walking along the roads, their worn and soiled white garments telling of many days of very march. The large hats shield them from the sun and the rain, and the pieces of matting slung over their backs serve them for beds to sleep on. When they take shelter the night in the rude huts, the way up the great mountain of Fuji is lined with its pilgrims for to attain its summit and worship there the rising sun is believed to be the means of obtaining some special blessing among these religious devotees in costumes not unlike those of the men under the same large hat and coarse matting all women often are seen the aged faces belonging the apartment vigor is believed to be the means of obtaining some special blessing among these religious devotees in costumes not unlike those of the men under the same large hat and coarse matting, old women often are seen, the aged faces belying the apparent vigour of body, as they walk along through miles and miles of country, jingling the bells and holding the rosaries until they reach the shrine. There they may ask some special blessing for the homes, or fulfill some vow already made End of Peasant Women Part one Recording by April Gonzalez in Cavite, Philippines